0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of Exploring the Art Market podcast. I'm your host, Maria Baitsova-Venants, business writer, IP lawyer, and mediator, fascinated by the world of art. In the previous episodes, I talked about mediation of art-related disputes, pondered whether art market is in a bubble, as well as provided a small glance into the world of valuation of artworks. If you missed the previous episodes and would like to know more about this or that subject, I will include direct links in the notes to this podcast. Today, let's talk graffiti, from a legal point of view. Banksy once said that copyright is for losers. But the very same Banksy in his book Wall and Peace, published by the Random House in 2005, claimed, quote-unquote, against his better judgment, Banksy has asserted his right under the Copyright, Designs and Patent Act. 1988 to be identified as the author of this work so copyright and graffiti what is the relationship between the two if any let's discuss in their research paper the piracy paradox innovation and intellectual property in fashion design professors carl Rustiella and christopher springman talk about the so-called intellectuals properties negative space This concerns industries which involve substantial creativity that are either unregulated or only partially regulated by actual IP law. Put differently, IP's negative space is the territory where IP law may regulate, but does not. This is clearly the case for graffiti. Before I will delve into the legal problems surrounding this matter, let's align on definitions. On many occasions, the term street art is used synonymously with graffiti, but that's not entirely correct. When it comes to street art, legally speaking, these are artworks which have been either allowed or even commissioned. In case of graffiti, it is the result of an illegal act. And that's the main difference between the two. Graffiti is basically street art's naughty sibling. So one might assume that that's where it ends. Only legal street art deserves to be awarded copyright protection, full stop. Yet this surely does not follow the spirit of copyright laws. To think about it, copyright by definition protects quote unquote original works fixed in any tangible medium of expression. Nowhere in copyright laws will you find a requirement for legality of such fixation. Moreover, the spirit of the copyright protection is rather geared towards promoting the artistic expression rather than limiting it. This clashes with other laws, of course especially those within the criminal and property field. So if we talk about the relationship between the graffiti artist and the property owner, it might seem obvious that the graffiti artist has violated the rights of the property owner and should be punished for this wrongdoing, be it criminally or at least administratively, art or no art. On one hand, that's fair. However, an issue arises if the graffiti artist in question is someone as famous as Banksy. And the owner of the property, instead of wanting to clear it, is eager to sell it and earn quite some money. It becomes even more interesting when there are other beneficiaries coming into the spotlight. Consider the case of already mentioned Banksy. His work, Slave Labour, made on the side of a shop in North London in late 2012, miraculously ended up in an auction house in Florida. What followed were protests of Londoners claiming that this piece of art should never have left London. It was indeed returned, though just to be eventually sold for 1.1 million US dollars at another auction. Banksy did not receive anything from this deal. To be fair, he also never claimed authorship of this work, although it was attributed to him by art experts. Thus, the question is, is it fair that someone creates an admirable piece of art, even though illegally, and someone else gets money for it, way exceeding the possible repair costs of the damage? Another case. Tierney, known for his vandalize versus fashion mogul Moschino, incorporating this artwork in his fashion line. One cannot forget that street culture remains a very attractive field for a lot of people. Street credibility, if you will, might result in enhanced sales figures. But knowing this, can it possibly be fair to use graffiti without permission, recognition and due compensation to create a fashion line? Wouldn't it result in Talking in IP terms, potential confusion on the part of consumers as to the origin of goods in question. However, above all, this is also the case when someone else benefits from the creative genius of another person. The Moschino case is not the sole example. A whole snips glue versus American Eagle Outfitters is another one. American Eagle Outfitters is a company targeting mostly teenagers and young urban adults, and they chose to feature murals by A Whole Snape's glue in its marketing campaign. Notable about the campaign were also the models imitating graffiti artists. It seemed like they were making the artwork. Even more, at the opening of the new American Eagle Outfitters store in Columbia, the company recreated the artists' murals in an indoor mall and put the company logo over them, which all essentially is stealing authorship. There is also another dimension to possible violations of graffiti artists' rights. Consider the case of Brazilian artist José Carlos Martínat, who removed some graffitis from walls in the city and offered them for sale at a gallery. This act of, as it was called, vandalism against vandalism, was fiercely objected by the graffiti artists affected. Their response was the destruction of their own works right at the gallery where Martínat exhibited them. Fascinating legal questions are, Who is guilty here, and guilty of what? Sometimes the legal issues are even more complex, as they go cross-border. At the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games in China, the Spanish synchronized swimming team wore swimsuits reproducing a German graffiti artist canto artwork. Here the question arises not only if and whom to sue, but also where would that be possible? Now, talking logically, First, classic copyright encompasses moral rights and economic rights of the author. And one cannot exist without the other. That means that there is no inherent problem with the entitlement to certain moral rights while having no claim over the economic ones. They are separate. Second, owning a copyright doesn't equal owning an actual copy of the work. Thus, the fact that the wall belongs to the property owner doesn't mean that he possesses also the copyright, especially not the moral rights. It goes also the other way, as graffiti artists cannot just by virtue of having moral rights of an author, have any rights stemming from the property right. Third, while the right of attribution in case of graffiti, which is an illegal artwork, is in a way waived by the graffiti author himself, it cannot mean that somebody else can claim the authorship for something he hasn't created. Basically, in the graffiti artist versus property owner relationship, it seems logical that such rights as, g, the right to display or even the right to destroy the graffiti, would be vested in the property owner rather than graffiti artist. Question arise with respect to, uh, one, the right to sell and more precisely to the compensation, and two, whether the destruction of graffiti would require a good faith attempt to at least notify the author. Nonetheless, while there is more clarity as to the issues arising in graffiti artist versus property owner relationship, things get complicated when it comes to third persons. Taking pictures without permission and attempting to profit out of it, or incorporating graffiti in a fashion line, or removing the piece with the intention of selling it, while not being the property owner, all this, in the spirit of copyright, would constitute an infringement. At the same time, in the absence of clear legal provisions and case law, all this is not so straightforward. To note on case law, while there are plenty of cases all around the world, a majority of them ended in settlements, thus cannot be truly as precedents to refer to. Either or, graffiti is a thriving creative field with lots of admirers, which on top of that becomes a valuable commodity in the modern art market. Therefore, there are plenty full questions pertaining to IP rights and entitlements that cannot be left to logical deductions and assumptions alone. There is truly a need for legal clarity. That's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. As they usually say, if you like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating. Definitely subscribe. The podcast is now available on both SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you have comments or suggestions, please let me know in the comment section below or directly to my email, maria.bojcova at gmail.com. My name is Maria Boitsova wienans Till next time on Exploring the Art Market Podcast.